Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, the Jets have been eliminated. The Giants have all but been eliminated. Thank you, Evan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the five things we got robbed of this football season. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Number five. Football that still mattered by Christmas. <laughs> John Maris said forever he wants the team to be relevant. There are three weeks left, and I'm sorry. It is kaput. It is over, and it's definitely over for the Jets, but it's over for the Giants, though. Yeah, I, I think that's the most stunning thing. The Giants off a playoff year. The Jets off the hype of getting Aaron Rodgers. More than having these seasons be failures, the fact that it's December 18th and it's over, that is brutal. Yeah. Number four. The Giants closing the gap on the Cowboys and Eagles. <laughs> I think the opposites occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was a big talking point in August. Uh, and it was apparent after the first drive on opening night that that was not going to be the case this year. I remember when the schedule came out and we saw the Eagles at the end of the year. Yeah. One snide comment I made was, well, at least those games against the Eagles won't kill you because you'll be dead. Mm. And little did I know that huh. it would turn out to be true. You played them so late in the season that when you play them on Christmas, like you just said it. Well, they're done. And the problem now is that the Cowboys losing makes those games important for the Eagles again. So, like, the the, the division is open right now. So, it's crazy. You all right over there? I'm sorry. When you just said and you just said it, they're done. You just told me we had a 40% chance. So, now you're wrong. They do matter. The no, they, they have a chance. Tiki? They have to mm. run the table. And they have a 40% chance to make the playoffs. So, then they do matter. They, they Okay. <laughs> I say they don't matter. Okay. You can't. Say they don't matter, Sean. Remember when the Yankees were sticking their heads out of the uh, what's that thing they bury people in after they're dead? The guillotine. Yeah. No, they bury you in something. They a burn. mausoleum, a casket. Okay, uh, a casket. I figured out the word myself. Remember when the Yankees were slowly kind of pushing the casket up early September, yeah. but you knew, like I knew, they're they, dead. Right. Like they have to win every game. They're not going to win every game. But sure, if they win every game, yes, they can make the playoffs. That's the same thing. Uh, it doesn't mean I think they're going to do it. It uh, just means they a have a chance if they win their games to make the playoffs. The Jets don't. They're eliminated. All right. I just think now, we, continue on with your Cinco. We caught Evan Beetle disingenuous. Here Number three. Yeah, All right. The five things we got robbed of this football season, if you just get in your car. Uh, number three, Mike White starting versus the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> this was a big one. Joe was big on this. Bro, you know we start in one of those two games. Well, Tiki, think about this. We have had so many injuries in the NFL at yep. quarterback. And Tua has not been one of and them. And Tua hasn't been one of them. If if you would have told me that in September, and I certainly well, never wished for an injury on him, yeah. that would be stunning. We should have listened to what he said, though, because this offseason he talked about how 
he had taken care of his body and learned how to not take these hits. Well, right. And, you know, when to be smart with the football. And I think also Mike McDaniel just the ball's out of his hands so damn quick. Like you really don't have a chance to hit get to him. He's not holding the ball in the pocket for three or four seconds. It's just amazing the household names that have been hurt, the quarterbacks that have been banged right. up and, and two this is not guy one of them. Hurt his whole career basically. And we all just perfectly just, healthy. And we all assumed it. Like yeah. I remember thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, two will be out for one of the Mike White games and he'll kill I think the Jets. The same thing. I think we all thought should he even play this year. Right. Yeah. Thank goodness he has. All right. Number two. For who? <laughs> well, for the NFL fans, yes, I'd rather yes, more starting yes. quarterbacks in the playoffs. Uh, Tiki, this one's for you, man. Thank you. Daniel Jones being better than Dak Prescott. Don't think we got there this <laughs> year. You're, you're a moron, too. Just like every other, cow- just like every, just like every other Cowboy hey, fan. Well, first of all, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm also right. a Morash no, fan. I said just like every other Cowboy Every time I hear you, I feel a little fan. bit dumber. Right. So you, you, you misinterpret what I say. And you're 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 flipping it to to your language, which I is said, moron language. What moron yes. language? Yeah. I said at this point, the beginning of this season, Daniel Jones. More people would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott. Not that Dak Prescott is or Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott, but more people would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott. And the reason is because most Dallas fans don't even want Dak Prescott, <laughs> and especially after last night, they really don't want Dak Prescott. <laughs> Sorry, but I agree with you. I was one of the first people that agreed with you. I you know. Said it, but your instant calling me of a moron shows I've struck a nerve. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. People, people, yeah, exactly. Did you hear them calling and saying that, by the way? Yeah. At the game? Did yeah. you watch the Dallas game? Because yeah. you didn't. You know, when you look, when you watch the Cowboys, they go, he goes, here we go. It's so annoying. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. here we go. It the hell out of me. It just does. And how does so he have the, a voice on a Monday? Right, but the, <laughs> the but the Bills fans were chanting it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In the game, it was awesome. That was great. So, all right. Uh, You've annoyed Tiki. I don't know what number we're up to. Number one. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, Ev, this one's for you. We never got to see Aaron Rodgers throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. But I got to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, they've been basically getting a victory formation. Call Call me a moron. Hey, you're a moron. Thank you. But I have good news for everybody that didn't see an Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass. Yes. He did in practice this year have an interception playing linebacker. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Make it all worth it. Uh, And one thing is TBD that we can't put on the list. The Jets finally beating the Patriots. Week 18 awaits. Yeah, here's the problem. And thank you, Sean. Cinco de 5-0 every day, 5 o'clock. Here's the problem. That's a good one. Beating, you should have put that one in waiting. Beating I the did. New, I said to yeah. be Beating the New England Patriots the final week of the season would be one of the emptiest oh. wins right, in the history at, of the franchise. Let's look at Tankathon. Well, I'm not even talking about no, Tankathon. I am, though. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just telling you, as a Jet fan, it has nothing to do with draft picks. has nothing to do with I want to pick here, I want to pick there. Ending this hideous streak, and this streak has been going on since the winter of 2015. Like, ending the streak in this whimper of a Week 18, a meaningless game against the Patriots, and I guess to your point, only enhancing their draft status, Mm -hmm. would be the emptiest win in the history of the franchise. Well, Carolina won. Yeah. So, Carolina is now only a game behind, I was going to say in front of, but behind the New England Patriots for the number one overall pick. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, they could be in play. New England that last yes. week for the number one So pick. if Carolina wins one more game, which actually is Chicago's pick, so, but we're still talking about Carolina, then New England has a chance. And so if you beat them, 
in week 18, they mm-hmm. could have the number one overall It has pick. nothing to do with that. Wow. It has nothing to do with Caleb Williams or Drake, man. It has everything to do with beating them to end that streak in such a whimper. Is just, it's just, it means nothing. It means nothing. It's not about, I get it. I, oh, they're going to set them up with a franchise quarterback. Okay. I don't even know who their coach is next year. And like you even said, who knows if Caleb Williams is any good? <laughs> so it's not even about that. It's, what do, that's how we end the streak? Now, this what? is perfect. Yes. What? Because you've already painted what that week is going to be like right. on Evan and Tiki. Exactly. We know already. You've dismount, discounted the fact that you don't care if they get the number one pick. So you're saying all this now empty. You, Evan, are going to pick yourself off the mat. You're going to feel all fresh off of Disney. You're mm-hmm. going to come back that last uh-huh. week. And this is what you're going to say. Hey, the coach is coming back. Rodgers is coming back. This is going to set the foundation of culture for next year. We end the streak now, and it sets up momentum for next year, and we erase one demon before next season. Let me address this, and I admit this. The way I feel on a Monday, it's very different than the way I feel on a Friday. I said earlier in the show, I was so Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Disgusted by what I witnessed from the Jets on Sunday, a part of me doesn't even want to watch the last three games of the season. Mm -hmm. Do I think that's actually going to happen? Probably not. You're watching. By the time we get to tomorrow, I'm going to realize, of course I got a DVR Jets commanders. I can't wait. Rah, rah, rah. Because you don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Forget Aaron Rodgers. I need to ride Aaron Rodgers. Because obviously if Aaron plays, I'm into it. But as far as how I'm going to view that last game of the year, yeah, you're on the safer side. I never root against my team. So the safer side is that, of course, I'm going to go in there wanting to beat the Patriots. I'm just telling you right now, on December 18th, that feels like the saddest win in the history of the franchise. It feels like a win that will give me no joy. But it's a win. I love it. Great. And what the hell does that do? It breaks the streak. You don't have to talk about it anymore. Yes. That's the biggest issue with the New England Patriots. It's every every week that a Patriots game in, Patriots week, it's like, oh, we haven't lost in... 13 games. I, I haven't, we haven't won in 14 but weeks. Tiki, but Tiki. We won. It's just like, she, I get, a, get it over with. But don't you think that <laughs> start sometimes... Start all over again. You know, <laughs> I don't want to start it all over yes. again. Because you're going to beat them, and all of a sudden they're going to be number one, and they're going to draft the Drake May. Why are you gonna have setting Drake, up this scenario? I'm just telling it's you. Because per- it's totally... Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And Can't it's told- you feel it? It's going to be Evans. Evans going to come in. We're going to sit down. This is what I think we should lead the show with today. Uh-huh. This is going to be in two lead weeks. Lead the show with what? In two weeks, it'll be, I think they got to win this game. Yeah. And well, right I now, you're telling me gonna, it'll be meaningless. I don't know if they're going to win the game or not. I'm merely no, telling, I'm you, telling you it's you're an want. empty win. I'm the Jets are winning, no problem. I'm telling you why both sides of it are no win for you. 
It is. I agree with that. By the right? way, before you even explain it, <laughs> yes, it's an absolute no-win situation because I'm never going to sit there rooting against them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sit there rooting for my team to win, knowing I'm rooting for the emptiest win in the history of the franchise. Right. Because if you lose, you still are in the stupid streak that now you got to talk about until you play him again next year. And if you win, you help them get Drake May. Yeah, but okay, I'm just telling when you, there are it's no win for you, but Tiki. <laughs> When there are hideous streaks, and I can give you... 16 in a row? It's the last game of 15, so yeah, I think that's it's... Uh, if, you win, if they win this one, it'll be 16 in a row. Yeah. This game, I, what are you talking about, doesn't mean anything. No, hold on. That's in, that's embarrassing. But, you talk about the Jets being embarrassed, this embarrassing, you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You can't want to... That's four years, I dude. know it's embarrassing, <laughs> but you know what else was embarrassing, T? No, that's not four. That's eight years. I get it. 2015. <laughs> What else is embarrassing is a franchise not being able to win a World Series in 86 years. But the Boston Red Sox needed to end it yeah, in but, an epic but, way. But hold on. Not a meaningless way, an epic way. Yeah, but they didn't win on. it in a pandemic. Evan, they Evan. didn't win it in a shortened season. Evan. They came back from 3-0 down against the big bad Yankees. You're talking about winning a seven-game World Series. I'm talking about winning a game. <laughs> A game. It's a, you can't compare the Red Sox breaking the streak of not winning a World Series for however many years, decades long, to winning a game I'm against a division opponent. That in theory, you should know so well that you know how to beat them. Streaks <laughs> need to end in big ways. Like if the Jets were playing a winning no, it game. It just yes, they do. It just needs to end, oh, dude. And hold on. Isn't Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots coach a big way? Oh, yes. Stop it. You what? can send ah, him in. His ah. final game coaching the Patriots. It could be the Jets that deliver that final dagger. You're not going to sell that as a big moment? Because once he walks out those doors, beating New England and Bill yeah. O'Brien next year, that's not going to feel as meaningful that's to you. That's a great you. point, Sean. Fantastic point. I, I must admit, he made the most compelling point, and it isn't nice. beating Bill and that being meaningful. Not a that's moron not anymore, yeah, T-Con. Yes, you're not. That's not the part of your point. I was point. joking. I got a number low. Thanks. No, that's sweet. Go hug it out now. Yeah. That's not the thing that that's drew me That's what we giants in. do. We gave yeah. up on our Right. Okay. <laughs> what he said that does resonate is, this is my last chance. It, the Jets are winning, no problem. If Bill leaves and coaches another team, ending that, ending that streak next year will be even more meaningless because you're ending it against someone else coaching the team. Right. More and s- now Bill Belichick. More succinctly, this is your last chance. Theoretically, yeah, but do you to not beat Bill Belichick? Do you not understand and end the streak, so you don't okay. have to talk about it any longer? I know, but it's just it's it's an empty win. That's it, all I'm saying. It's not empty Look, we got it's a win against the team that you despise and you haven't beaten eight years. I, I dude. get that. And how badly do I want to beat the Patriots? Badly. You heard me three weeks into the season. I'm talking about the last week of the year with nothing on the line. It just feels like really that's how you're going to end the streak. But listen, we got a few weeks. I'm going to be well rested when I'm back. After a nice big trip to Disney World, maybe the Nets will rattle off a couple of wins, make me happy, and maybe I'll sit here on January 5th and say, you know what, Teak? Let's beat that. Yeah, the Jets are winning, no problem. I don't know. After the Jets loss yesterday, I was listening to the post game because that's like therapy to hear Robert Sala just make excuses and hear from the players. And I thought more than even Alan Lazard, because Alan Lazard's comment got the most of, atten- most of the attention when he said we were out-schemed and out-efforted and all that. I thought DJ Reed said some really interesting things, so I was going to play it for you guys. Especially Tiki, who knows how to answer questions by media members. Mm-hmm. And he knows what he's getting through by his comments. <laughs> or what you're trying to, even if you're trying to be politically correct. Exactly. <laughs> so here are two clips. Uh, the first one is, and we left the questioning, because I do. I think it's important to hear the context of how he's asked something. But DJ Reed was asked about the effort 
from the team yesterday. Were you satisfied with the way the team fought? Um, quite honestly, I would say up until like probably the mid third, um, you kind of just see the, the energy and just the momentum and just the the emotions on guys' faces. It's kind of down about just the whole game. Um, so I wouldn't say I was too happy about that. How about that? Mm-hmm. He basically said, now, I would disagree politely with DJ that the quitting occurred earlier, but okay. (laughs) He's on the field. He said third quarter. He said they quit on the field. Yeah, and probably stemmed. I don't know, because I don't know if he was asked and followed up about why that happened in the middle of the third. Likely had to do with Zach Wilson being out of the game. And all of a sudden, it's Trevor Simeon and... You know nothing about Trevor. What's he? He hasn't played for you. You don't know what he's going to do for you. And it's just like, ah, you got the third string quarterback. Actually, the fourth string quarterback in right, right now. Right, right, right. Just, we don't have it. We don't have a chance. It's just, it's natural. It's not something you like. You, you can, you can fight through it. And that's job of the head coach. It's the job of. I'm some sorry. Of those, it's the job the, of who? What, the what head did you coach. Say? The, head, the, the, and, the, the head coach. But okay. it's the head coach got too much stuff to worry about in the middle of the game. It's also the job of some of those defensive leaders. Yeah, you could right? argue it's the job of DJ Reed. Or or, or Quinnen Williams but, or CJ Mosley or whoever. Sauce. I don't think Sauce is really the the vocal emotional guy over there, but still. Like it's just, it's the job of those guys to hold each other up. But in that moment, you're you're down what, seventeen to nothing at that point? Which in jet points is like fifty. Right. When so you're, you're down, down seventeen nothing. And, and Trevor Simeon is now your quarterback because yeah. Zach has been ruled out at halftime. And, and it's hard vote- not to feel Despondent. Well, I and I said this earlier in the show, not to defend the defense, but they could have been despondent about five minutes into the game <laughs> because they forced the Dolphins to punt on the opening drive. Then Zach Wilson, it's a strip sack, not all on him, obviously, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins are set up with a first and goal from the one-yard line. And so the Jet defense is in the worst possible scenario. They actually got a stop on first down, a stop on second down, and you're thinking, whoa, yeah. they may be able to hold him a field goal. And then finally, Mostert gets the two yards afterwards for the touchdown. And then on the next defensive possession, the the Dolphins were set up at the 40 because the Jets try to fake punt. And the Jet defense held him to a field goal. And so they're down 10 nothing, and it's not even the defense's fault. No, it actually felt, oh, he felt in it still. Because the defense was playing such a high level. But eventually, you could understand where you let go of the rope. And I had that observation earlier, but here's an active player on the roster who did get beat in this game, and he held held himself accountable for it. So I'm not even killing him for it. But his moment was really the end of it. That was the real rope break moment, if you will, where they let go of the rope, is really what I'm trying to say. But here's DJ Reed saying, no, effort wasn't good enough. But that wasn't the only thing he said that kind of caught my ears. DJ Reed was then asked, hey, you guys have been eliminated. You're out of the playoff race. Any concern that guys are even going to really care? You ain't left to play, obviously. You know, you're eliminated from the playoffs at this point. How do you stay motivated? I mean, it's hard, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to sit in here and say, like, oh, we're going to be motivated every week. You know, not knowing. I mean, no, we're not going to the playoffs. It's very tough to, to say, like, hey, man, like, keep your mind. Keep it a championship week. But, you know, that is the mindset that I have. Stop it right there, by the way. Stop it right there. He's going to then turn this around, and I'll let you hear the whole clip. But just listen to that first part of what he said. But I'm not going to lie. But tough. isn't it refreshing that he's being honest? Yes! I'm very tiki. I'm very mixed about Trust this. Me. Evan, I've been there before. Like, were you just, you're weak. And it was worse for us because we were, we won, we were four and four. I remember when you, this was 03. We're four and four, and we didn't win another game. So there's eight games remaining. Right. We, did, we didn't. We did not win another game, and 
after three or four losses, you're like, all right, it's over. You got a month of the season I to get, go. I get As a fan, it's and, tough and to stay Everybody's motivated. getting hurt, and Kerry's not playing, and I think Monty was banged up a little bit. Shockey, Shockey was definitely banged up. Offensive line is a shell. Dude, how do you get up for that? It's just hard. I, I, we will play his entire right. answer because he did turn it around. But right off the top, you just said he's being honest. Right. Well, he, yeah, yes, I appreciate him being honest, but he just said, I don't know, it's going to be tough. It is tough. But you know how it was mitigated with the Giants back then? Wellington Hare came into our locker room and basically said, look to your right, look to your left. Two of you guys aren't going to be here. And we were like, what? You think Woody Johnson could do that? You think he would do that? I don't know that? if it would be received the same way. No. Because Wellington never spoke. Right. right. He was always there, omnipresent, but he very rarely spoke. And then when he does, he says that. It's like, uh-oh. Right? Get your acting gear. But the Jets may need something like that. Right. Because here's DJ Reed saying, hey, I don't think the effort was there yesterday. And then in the next breath, when he's asked about, hey, you guys are knocked out of the playoffs, he was admitting not only for himself, but I'm sure others, it's going to be hard. We know we're eliminated. But here's DJ's answer again, and then you'll hear in the end how he did explain, sure, I'll be motivated, even after admitting it's going it. to be tough. He spins it well. I thought he spins it okay, but you hear the whole thing. You tell me. Play. Obviously, you know, you eliminate from the playoffs at this point. How do you stay motivated? I mean, it's hard, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, we're going to be motivated every week. You know, not knowing. I mean, no, we're not going to the playoffs. It's very tough to, to say, like, hey, man, like, keep your mind keep it a championship week but you know that is the mindset that I have um you know it's a dedication you know before I like go into the season you know I really sacrifice everything for this game and um you know it's to finish the 17 games that I'm given and you know if I go to the playoffs that's a blessing that's what we want to do but you know I still you know sign that contract and you know I made an oath to you know finish those 17 on my term and to to be delivered every day and to work harder to do that was yeah. that a better answer? Did yes. you like the spin at the end? Yes. Yeah. He spun it well. Except he started by saying it's tough. Well, he kept it real. <laughs> no, keeping I'm, not, it, I'm not ripping him. I'm just Keeping it real is not bad, Even especially in dire situations. But if as long as guys are following his example, then they'll be okay. I think that the signs are there that this final three weeks of the season are going to get even uglier. Mm. Because think about what right. we have now seen. Well, if he's saying that and there's guys that are not as – Important? Yes. Probably thinking the same thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. DJ admitting that, and you're right. Like, do I appreciate his honesty? Sure. Like, I appreciate his honesty. I think a lot of what DJ Reed said was very honest. But if he's saying it, there's going to be a bunch of other guys that are also feeling it. So between thinking that guys didn't give the full effort yesterday, which he's right about, mm -hmm. and now thinking, yeah, we're out of the playoffs, it's going to be tough to remain motivated, my guess is that the next three weeks of the season are going to be very ugly. They're going to be very ugly. And I think it's a very poor reflection on the head coach of the team. Like, I don't hear that, and I don't think I would hear that from the giant locker room. It's also circumstantial. Yes, but you're you're right. When you put it in that context, you're not hearing the Giants players say that. No. Now, the That's because they have a 40% chance to make it if they win every and game. They also have a, and they also have a quarterback who they kind of believe in right now. Yes. Whereas the Jets don't really have that. And even if they were, especially with Zach banged up, maybe they got it back a bit after... The you know last week's victory against the Texans, where Zach kind of looked like he could be that guy. It felt right. Maybe it's still there. Like yeah. there's that little spark, like they that little tiny spark. They didn't believe in him. I, they're probably right, but no. there was like a little tiny spark. And then as soon as he was out, it's like all right, forget it. But sometimes the things you say after games matter. Because mm -hmm. now I want to play you a clip of Tommy DeVito. 
Tommy DeVito said something after the game that had me pumped up. That made me say, okay, this kid gets it. This is not the I don't sign shoes anymore. Excuse me? This is not the I don't sign shoes anymore. No, it's a real guy. <laughs> just making sure. Maybe they didn't go up there and tell you that. You've been just, gone for a while. Just making sure. No, I'm not I'm not <laughs> queuing Lugie up to play a drop. I'm just making sure. This is literally Tommy DeVito after the game, and you guys can tell me I'm making too big of a deal of it, but I thought this was a badass comment by the quarterback of the Giants. I don't think we played in one enough swagger, and I, I put that on me because I'm like, you know, I take that personally as far as playing with energy, playing with juice. Um, so I need to be better with that. I love that. Mm. I love that. Now, what does that mean? We're not playing with enough swagger. I don't know. But what I did here was accountability. Yeah, it's confidence. He's saying we're not, we didn't play with confidence. And he puts it on him. Yeah. Not the drop way. passes, not the crappy offensive line, not Saquon Barkley, not scheming. He put it on him. I like that. By the way, that's what a that's what a, um, a, a QB is supposed to do. That's right. Right? Because the QB can take it. it. It's the wide receiver or the tight end who's... I don't know, the, the less of an important player, they get blamed. There's no one going to defend them. Right. Like, the quarterback has leeway on either side. The quarterback's supposed to take that. You're damn right. Good job. I like that Tommy from Tommy Dave. DeVito. It gives me more faith that over the final three weeks of the season, we are going to see more from Tommy DeVito on my side of he could be the quarterback than on the other side of, hey, this was just a fun story and he ain't it. Like, I think we're going to see more evidence on my side than on your side that he's just a backup. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, though. I think we're going to see his first couple turnovers coming this weekend. Okay, mm. listen, you could turn the ball over and still win and still be effective, by the way. Or and, you yeah, could play horrible. Yeah, horrible and then play fine the last two weeks. Do you think he's going to play horrible on Christmas Day? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I kind of think we're going to see the worst of his games on Christmas Day. Mm. I think the Eagles will be raring to go, and I think you get, like, three interceptions, and it's, like, 41-6. You know what I wonder about? Wonder. This is the key word, wonder about. If Tommy DeVito plays the way he just described next week against the Eagles, mm -hmm. even though the season is over, there's no playoff folks. Right. Are we looking to see Terod Taylor? Yes. Would Dayball say I'm playing Terod Taylor? No, I don't think so. Okay. No I'm just making so. sure. And you know why? Two home games Bingo. left. Yeah. And those fans still want to come see Tommy DeVito. Yeah, but Brian Dayball is not making decisions based on the home crowd and who's uh, there. That's that, a if John the owner Mara tells thing. him to do it. Okay, well, that's not what you said. You guys just said Brian Dayball. That's who I'm asking. If you're telling me John Mara no. is going to walk down I, and I, say, here's your quarterback, okay. I think I think Dave still wants to see what Tommy can do. Okay, good. Because I, I agree with that. I just want to make sure. Right. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, it's easy. I, I know Reed said it. Okay, but it's easy to say they gave up when you're playing the, the best offense in the league. I mean, they have a fourth-string quarter, third-string quarterback that gave up. So the whole season, they played hard for Salah. And, you know, you can't go and say and praise the guy last week and then now go back and say, you know what, Salah's going to take the hit. I mean, of course you can. You there was a terrible effort. There was a terrible effort yesterday. We we can't rip him for that. He's the head coach. How is it a so when you're watching the game, instead of saying we're not even close to that level right now, the offensive line is terrible. You're blaming the whole thing on effort. I have, like I'm you, curious. I am curious, Artie, and I say this with peace and By love. Way, we didn't blame it on effort. That was DJ. That was Reed. DJ Reed. But I'm I'm curious. Whose payroll are you on? Are you on Woody's payroll? Like, what's <laughs> up with this? Every week you find a new creative way to defend the Jets, and I I don't understand it. Why? Who's paying you off? Because here, here's the thing, Ev. Okay. What? In the beginning of the year, if you guys pick them 
to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The man had enough talent. You 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 had the quarterback. You didn't say get rid of um, of Zach Wilson. You're just playing it out now the way they look. I mean, I understand you can't use injuries as an excuse, but look around the damn NFL. Yeah. Okay. If the Jets signed, if the Jets signed Flacco, you would have been the going nuts on Douglas. And look what Flacco's doing for Cleveland. It's not because he's playing well. <laughs> Cleveland was built better. Than yes. The- yes. So Artie, Artie, why don't we rip Joe Douglas for that? Mm. Okay, if you don't think Joe Flacco is the answer, I'd agree with you. He's a statue. And while it makes the Jets look bad that Joe Flacco called the Jets and the Jets said, no thanks, we're not interested, I'm not selling you that if they had signed Joe Flacco, they'd be in the playoffs right now. Are you upset about that decision, even after seeing what Joe Flacco has done? Am I upset about that decision? Maybe in spite of it. Yeah, it's, it's weird, Tiki. I am upset that they chose Trevor Simeon and running it back with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle as, as opposed their options. to bringing back Joe Flacco. Well, I think Joe Flacco is a better option than Trevor Simeon. They both will have failed, yeah. but he's a better option. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like hear I'm not you. telling you Flacco but, is going to lead him to the playoffs. But Joe Flacco was was not good here. And what's last. Trevor Simeon? He's just, he's an afterthought. Okay. He's, no, no, he's, he's not an afterthought because when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I wanted them to add somebody. No, 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 no. I'm talking, I'm talking about after all of that. I'm talking about after. Like what? Right now? No, because Joe Flacco didn't sign with the Browns until, what, five weeks ago? Yeah, they had many opportunities or... to sign him. So they could have signed him. Mm-hmm. Would he have been a better option than Trevor Simeon? Yes. Would that have led the Jets to the playoffs? No, I'm not suggesting that. He's a statue behind this offensive line. But my anger is with everybody. It's no longer just simply they didn't bring in the right backup quarterback. It's that you look around this league and you see teams littered with injuries. Mm-hmm. You see teams littered with banged up offensive lines. You see teams littered with backup quarterbacks. And yet they don't have the same excuse that the Jets seem to have every single week. I want this to marinate in everybody's heads. The New York Jets have the most pathetic offense in the history of football. It starts with the offensive line. Okay, you can why is it so you, bad? Because it, it's just poor, so poorly constructed. Okay, so it's poorly constructed. That's on Joe Douglas. No doubt. Do you think they're also not poorly schemed? Because one thing you said to me last year, Tiki, is you said, look, the Giants can overcome a mediocre offensive line because Brian Dayball outcoached other teams, yes. and they were able to make the most of it. Can you not get the most out of this to where you're not the worst offense in the history it's, of football? I, it's, God, it's, worst offense in the history of football. I, I want to... I want to agree with what you're trying to say. I really do. But when I say this line is bad, mm-hmm. it's maybe one of the worst I've seen, I mean, in the last decade. They get beat at the snap. It's not like, let's initiate contact, we'll fight for a second, and then I'll do a swim move or I'll undercut you or or spin or there's a game coming. They're beat from snap. You can't execute offense when an offensive line is beat from the snap because you can't run the ball because there's penetration. So if you're running outside zone, guess what? Running back has no route to take, so he's it's stopped tackle for a loss. You can't drop back pass or play action fake because as soon as Zach turns his back, which happened at least four times in this game yesterday, as soon as he turns his back and he gets his eyes downfield, there's pressure in his ear, right? So – when you have a line that is bad as the Jets, you can't call plays. You can't call anything. 
It doesn't, it doesn't even matter unless you're just going to turn around and run inside zone over and over. Let's get three yards in a cloud of dust. And they're not strong enough up front, right? I, I, I wish I wished that Makai Becton was a road grinder. I wish that Lakin Tomlinson was a road grinder. <laughs> I wish that Joe Tipman wasn't a rookie, right? I wish that this kid Hanson, who I've never heard of, like Joe Beningo mm-hmm. said, wasn't soft. And then whoever that was playing right tackle last night, right? It, it's just they don't have a chance from snap. Okay. Then you know what I'll say to you? Because I snap. Okay, then I agree with you. Then guess what? Then guess what? Here's my answer to that. What's that? How could Joe Douglas, who assembled that, be I back as know. GM? I, I agree. I'm being serious now. I agree. Because he's been because here for how many you years? And this is what he assembled. Because he gets a pass from from even fans because of how good the defense is. I get it, but the pass stops now. Because if you're I telling agree. me. I agree. Hey, look, Evan, I appreciate what you're I saying. Agree. You can't scheme your way out of this. There's no quarterback that can save this. Okay. Then how the hell do you let the architect, who's been here for a half a decade now, reassemble Wait, the worst so, offensive so, line in the history so of football? So basically what you're saying, because I feel like this is what every Jet fan wants right now, is a pound of flesh. Like somebody has to pay for this. And the problem with the Jet fan mentality right now is that they get the sense that nobody's going to pay for this. That the season is going to end and there's going to be no consequence for less than mediocrity, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's not like this is a week or two thing. This has been all season long. Yes. The third down issue has been all season long. The red zone TD issue is historically low. It's been all season long. So somebody's got to be at fault for that, right? Somebody's got to be held accountable for that and and lose their job. And that might not happen because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want it to happen. Well, and also... I'm sick, and I'm not saying you did this right now. You explained very well, hey, look, uh, this offensive line sucks. Fine. Dude, it's bad. I, I'm i not disagreeing with you. It's bad. I am just so sick and tired of the excuses. So if the answer is, Evan, it's the worst offensive line ever assembled, then I quickly pivot to, well, then what about the guy who assembled it? Yeah. Like, I'm done just throwing the season out because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Yeah. I'm done with that. You I'm done throwing it out because AVT got hurt. By the way, a lot of teams had their quarterbacks get hurt. There's Dude. 15 quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks have played. It may be more than that. Well, there's but 15 also, teams have had their lost their starting quarterback. There's also four teams right now, including three in the AFC, that was supposed to have this murderer's row of quarterbacks. There were three playoff teams. All three wildcard teams are using their backup quarterback. All of them. Mm -hmm. So the excuses, that's what pissed me off. That's what I mentioned at the top of the show. The excuses. This franchise has no accountability. Not one. Everything's being shrugged off as, well, eh, it happens. Guys got hurt. If the answer is this is the worst offensive line ever, if that's the answer we're all coming to, then my follow-up is, well, why? Why is it the worst offensive line ever? Why Joe Douglas, who has had this job for years, has been able to assemble this? Why? Why has it, well, he Why? Has, meaning he has not been able to assemble something no. better. Right, and he assembled this. Because he's gotten injuries. Right? Oh, stop it. I, it See, is, that's an excuse, bro. It is, but it's also the reality. No, it's not. Teams have injuries all the time. Mm. Why did the injuries lead to the worst offense ever assembled, which statistically they are? That's my cutoff, bro. If they had the 25th offense or the 20th offense, I'd say, look, man, injuries, 25th, 20th. They're the worst. I'm not disagreeing with you, Evan. I'm just trying to give you a reason for why this has been so bad and consistently so bad. There's been little to no improvement at all this this entire season. This entire season. I thought for a minute Makai Becton was actually going to be okay. 
The last few weeks, not so much. Yeah. It's been really, really bad yes. is the point. All right. Who wants to play a game? You want to play a game? Sure. All right. We're going to play a pathetic game known as who has the longest New York sports drought of missing the playoffs? If you want to play this game, come over to the fan. If you're on SNY and don't want to play the game, Baseball Night New York's next. Enjoy that. So the New York Jets have now gone 13 years in a row without making the playoffs. That is the longest active drought in sports. And it had me thinking. Yeah, you said New York sports. I don't know why you limited it. Because <laughs> I didn't really... It's, it's world sports, no, I no, think. No, but that's the longest active streak. Yeah, got it. Okay? So I was thinking, well, we have the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, the Knicks, and the Nets. we got a lot of teams around mm-hmm. here. What's the longest playoff drought each team has? And I looked it up out of curiosity. Mm. Not currently has, because believe it or not... Has ever had. Ever had. Because right now, just real quick... The Brooklyn Nets, New York Rangers, New York Knicks, New Jersey Devils, and New York Giants have a playoff drought that is at zero because they all made the playoffs in the previous yes. year. Yes. The Islanders, the Mets, and the Yankees all have a streak of one. No, the Islanders made or it last two. Year. Oh, that's right. The Islanders did make it last Every year. Every spring team made it. The You're Yankees right. and Mets right now, they're the longest. <laughs> right, the Yankees and the Mets. So it's not even an active streak. That's the Jets at 13. Yeah, but it's one. <laughs> but it's one. Right. But for each team, what's their longest stretch of missing the playoffs. I want to say the Giants was like 18 years. The Giants are 18. That's your prediction? That's how I okay. guess. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, longest drought of missing the playoffs. You want to guess? I'm going to say 12. The answer is five. Oh. The Brooklyn Nets slash New Jersey Nets have the shortest streak of any team in New York sports of missing the playoffs. That is mind-boggling when was to that? me. That occurred between 1987 and 1992, and then again between 2008 and 2013. Five consecutive years of missing the playoffs. That is the shortest of the longest streaks. Okay, and Newark years were good to them. Yeah. The New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, seven consecutive years of okay. missing the postseason. That occurred right around the same time. For the Islanders, it was between 1995 and 2002. For the Rangers, it was 98 to 2006. It's all recent. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It was uh, sort of recent. Yeah, ish. How about the, let's say, the New Jersey Devils? Got a guess on them? Mm, I'm going to say nine. Nine years is spot on. And it's a little fugazi because part of it's in Colorado yeah. when they were the Rockies. But nine consecutive years is their longest streak. What, would the Rockies just not, just stop being original? We lose our hockey team. Let's make the baseball team. That is correct. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> they have Rocky Mountains there. <laughs> yeah, they just repeated it. Oh, geez. Yeah, I bet you didn't even know that. I who did knows not about know the, that until you just said that. Who knows about the Colorado Rockies hockey team? But, yeah. Oh, come it, on. We had New York Giants both. We had St. Louis Cardinals both. It's common. Used to be a common. No, no. New York football Giants. Uh, all right. But you know the New York baseball Giants did come first. Uh, of course they did. That's why the New York football Giants have New York football in between their names. That's yeah, true. Any guess on the Knicks? Their longest active streak or longest streak ever of missing the postseason? Want to guess, uh, Mr. Nick fan over there? Seven. You no. nailed it. Seven straight years. Wow. Yeah. Which is not long. You would think it's longer. This is coming from a Nick fan. You would think it's like 15. You're right. I don't like it because they were so bad some of those years. And their seven. streak is recent. 2014 to 2021 yep. is their longest streak. And then you got the winter team. And now you got the football and the baseball teams. What do you think the longest streak is for the New York Mets? Non-playoff. Non-playoff. 12 years. 12 years. You nailed it. You nailed it. That's damn impressive. Mm-hmm. What do you think the longest streak is for the New York Yankees? 
Three. Fourteen. What if I told you it's also 12? Is it really? The Mets and the Yankees have the same streak of missing the postseason. I even when they had those bad years, they were at least... Well, I guess not because the wild card was different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget this yeah. current era. You got to go back to 82 to 1995 yeah. for the longest streak the Yankees had. Now, the Yankees had one when they first launched, but I'm not including that when they were the New York Highlanders. I left that one out. And then you have the team in this town with the longest streak of missing the postseason, and it's not the New York Jets. Mm. It's your football team, the New York Giants. And how many years? 17 consecutive years. You were. I was close. So good news, Jet fans. Even though they've missed the playoffs 13 years in a row, they are still four years away from eclipsing the New York sports record for most consecutive years of missing the playoffs. And the Giants was when? 1964 to 1981. Mm. How about that? Yeah. Prediction. The Jets. <laughs> <laughs> God, God, can you imagine? That we sitting here in four years and this thing continues. Well, think about, it. dude. If you have a letdown with Rodgers next year, which come on, huh. if you're bringing Salah back, we all could see it coming. Dude, it's a great. I mean, if Rodgers, whatever, say Rodgers gets hurt and the same thing goes on, go, yeah. you're, you're rebuilding again, right? You're yeah, you're basically Hiring starting over. It's at least three or four years. Who's quarterbacking? Yeah, it's on the table. I won't, I won't wish that for you, but no, it's, you. Not, it's not God. wishing it. But it is. Is it on the table? Yes. Oh, no question about it. Obviously, the other sports, there are easier paths to making the playoffs. So the fact that the Knicks, the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Nets are at the bottom of the list shouldn't be a surprise. Just in terms of you don't – it doesn't take much to make the playoffs. In baseball, for a long time, you had to, to win a pennant to make the playoffs. And even after that, you had to win a division to make the playoffs. And even in football, you know, you got to be halfway decent to make the postseason. So it's not surprising necessarily that the winter teams have the shortest streak. Yeah. But the New York Giants having the longest streak is sort of well, surprising. Well, no, I mean, if, unless you know the Giant history. The Giants were bad for, no, they a, lot, for a lot of so years. So were the Jets. In fact, that was the reason... Um, what was the what, what that was, was that? when the commissioner Pete yes. Rozelle got involved yes. and said, "Listen, Tish and Mara family, <laughs> yeah. you better hire this really smart guy named George Young so yeah. he can save what, you." What year was that? Was it that, was right around there. I think it was like 1980 or 1979. Yeah, it was right then because his last draft class was my draft class. Yeah, was 97. So I, George Young actually drafted me, but Ernie Acorsi GM the team. Do you kind of selfishly want the Jets to have four more years no, so that the Giants no, no longer I, dude, have I'm the dignity? You, it's just miserable. <laughs> just, I no, I know it's miserable. Anybody. It's kind of funny, though, when you think about the well, active streaks, how no one has a streak except well, for the Yankees well, and the Mets. But here's the thing, Ev. The reason <laughs> it's, it's so improbable is because turning around teams is, I don't want to say it's easier now, but you see it happen. It happens more frequently. Right, yeah. you just see a bad team all of a sudden. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. The Houston Texans who kind of were intentionally bad because of the whole Deshaun Watson thing for the, uh, over the last couple of years. Base fire everybody. They get a new head coach, and D'Amico Ryans get the first overall draft pick. And guess what? They might make the playoffs. But it's also easier to make the playoffs because you have more playoff spots. I yes. mean, a part of why yes. the Mets and the yes. Yankees streaks of missing the playoffs for 12 straight years, that streak's over. Like, no matter how negative you want to be about the Mets or the Yankees at times, there's no way. Oh, God, I'm going to regret saying this. Mm. There's no way the New York Mets or the New York Yankees are going to go 12 consecutive years of no, missing the playoffs. Right. I think you're right. Not in this world. No. They spend, uh, they'll, they'll spend too much money. Yeah, and look, that even if it's bad money, it's they're still spending money. Agreed. They're going to at least make the playoffs. It doesn't mean the Mets won't put together a four-year streak or a five-year streak. I'm not ruling that out, but a 12-year streak? Like, that's that's done. There's a reason why the last time that happened was 74 to 86. Think about that. As bad as the Mets were at other periods of time, it never got to 12. It never did. 
2000 to 2006, that's mm-hmm. only six or yeah. five. 2006 to 2015, that's only uh, nine. It's not that bad. It didn't get quite get to 12. <laughs> but this jet streak is the ugly sore on New York sports. And it's the ugly sore on all of sports because they have the longest streak of any active team right now. The Buffalo Sabres are the one team that's breathing down their neck because they're at 12. Are the Sabres any good this year, Sean? Yes, they're uh, just dancing on the outside, dealing with some injuries. So they got a check. Because last year they were in a playoff race, I yeah. remember, and then they faded. This year they have a shot. Have a shot. A lot of hockey shot. left. <laughs> a lot of hockey left, indeed. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking through our Mets chat, Evan. Oh, our Mets chat? Yes. Uh-oh. 877-337. I... <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know about our Mets text chat that Tiggy's now so, involved in? No, This is just the late. This was about, this is a couple hours ago. But no. They're talking about the Yamamoto bidding. <laughs> right? I feel like all we've heard over the last, I don't know, week and a half was the number. Right. By the way, oh. I just want to, before you continue, I just want to announce that we went four hours today without mentioning Yamamoto's name. Yes. But we and got to 6 o'clock, and I figure, you know, we can do what we want to do here. And by the way, code word, you just bored Tiki so much, he decided to go through the Mets chat. <laughs> yeah, that was less boring. Why do we want to talk about that? Why you didn't find the playoff throughout discussion for interesting for five minutes? It's not relevant. Of course it's relevant. Yeah, just because, okay, what are you telling me? The Jets stink? They missed the playoffs yes, again? Yes. All right, perfect. <laughs> Surprise. You're just offended that the Giants have the lead. Yeah, you're right. I am. No, All right, go ahead. What did you see in the... me. I was a Washington fan at that point. You, know, you weren't even born when that was happening. Uh, Yeah, it was. started in 1964. Oh, I thought you said 70. Oh, it ended. It I, ended it, in it ended. 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you were in the midst of it when yeah, you were born. I wasn't even a fan of football at that point. <laughs> I didn't even care. Mama but, and Papa ba- uh, Barber were, you know, creating right. you just during mama, this Just streak. Mama Barber. Okay. Yes. Oh, Papa too. He created me. Well, that's he so. was gone for a long time. I, I apologize. I just meant the yeah, actual physical. Uh, now I have a great relationship with my dad. Oh, that's good. It's an amazing right. resurrection story. Very nice. Um, Eight seven seven three three. <laughs> but the we we keep hearing about the number. Like yeah. all I heard today on radio was the number three hundred million, four hundred million, four hundred fifty million, five hundred million. Why is everybody speculating on this number? Because they're bored. When nobody has given a number. Because they're bored. The reporters in baseball are bored of Yamamoto and the fact that that's now been the story for a week and a half, that we've gotten to the part of the story where we're just making bleep up. Yes. That's, that's my answer. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Because nobody knows, and yet you get arguments over the number. Well, And the not- argument over the number sounds pointless to me because nobody even knows where he wants to go. The funniest thing I witnessed over the weekend and you witnessed it too in the Mets text chat, is that a report came out that Yamamoto had dinner at Steve Cohen's house, Mm -hmm. which immediately turned Mets fans into like, yo, (laughs) Yamamoto. That's what I'm talking about. That's my (laughs) owner. So that lasted about 10 minutes. And then there was a report that said Yamamoto then promptly told the Yankees he wants to have a meeting. And that turned Yankee fans into, oh, what up? Guy was eating dinner, runs to the bathroom, texts his lover, the Yankees, and says, <laughs> let's hook up tomorrow. <laughs> we got ya. So now Yankee fans are celebrating. Then it comes out, well, Yamamoto requested the Met meeting too, and it just died. Like, oh, okay. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think anymore. Listen, Met fans, Yankee fans, stop thinking. That's my advice. Stop thinking. Mm-hmm. When he signs somewhere, we'll find out, and then we can react. But we have gotten to the part of the Yamamoto rumors where we're just reading into everything that happens. I have a guess. My guess is he doesn't sign with the Mets. I have said that for a week now. 
It'll probably be the Dodgers or the Yankees. I lean Dodgers, but I really don't know. Just like everybody else, we don't know. But I'll make you this prediction. Are you ready? <laughs> Take your calculator out. Go ahead. I'm going to predict the contract. Oh, geez. That's fun, this isn't is it? This is why I ask. Because everybody else is doing it. I wanted to get it from an authoritative source. Well, I'm just predicting it. I'm not reporting it. I'm literally predicting yeah, what the, I think he's going to get. But I'm going to make it an authoritative source. He's going to blow everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. He okay. is going to sign a 12-year contract mm-hmm. for $400 million. That's about $33 million a season. Yep. And he's going to be locked up till he's 39 years old because yeah. he is 25. And that's my prediction. $400 million, 12 years, record-breaking contract. By Yoshinabu Yamamoto. Any outs? Uh, no. Does he get paid $2 million a year and then the rest of it? <laughs> That's only if he signs with the Dodgers. Okay. <laughs> if he signs with the Mets or Yankees, it's different. Why do you think he would forego a chance at free agency? Um... No, I think that's on the table. Like, mm-hmm. why would he not sign maybe a five or a 12-year contract with yeah. an opt-out after year four? Like, Kodai Sango, people forget this about Kodai. Kodai has an opt-out after not next year, but the year after, mm-hmm. which is smart. Like, if you pitch well, you have a chance to opt-out and then get a bigger contract. Agree. I, I think that's on the table. I, I, the sense I get about Yamamoto is that, and I want to say this as respectfully as I can, okay, kind of reminds me of Kim Kardashian. He's an attention whore. Is he? Yeah, it's the impression. Dude. This guy's meeting with this team, meeting with that team, having dinner here. Then he puts out a selfie of him and his agent where he's like, oh, look at my agent, Super Joel, on a private jet. Like, the next thing that's going to come out is going to be a sex tape. I'm telling you. He's Kim Kardashian. Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought that. No? That's not the impression you get from following this? You're not thinking about a Yamamoto sex tape? No, I'm I'm just thinking about a Japanese pitcher. It has nothing to do with him individually because I feel like I don't know him individually. Other than social media, but social media, as we all know, is is half BS. It's just what you want people to see. Why do you think so much has leaked out about him, but nothing leaked out about Shohei Otani? Oh, because Shohei Otani is carefully guarding his brand. Because Shohei Otani was carefully guarding his brand, and Yamamoto just wants attention. But he's also a a billion-dollar brand. Okay. Yamamoto is not a a billion-dollar brand. Why do you think absurd things are being leaked out? Some of it made up, but some of it leaked out. Why? Wants attention. He wants you to talk about him, especially in a year that Otani. Oh yeah, he's blowing Otani away in terms of attention. The question yeah, is, but does I think Yamamoto but... have a big ass? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked it out yet. All right, uh, I'll analyze it once he's on the mound. Is he on social media? D- yeah, he put out. I'm telling you, put out a selfie of him and his agent. He's definitely about... on Instagram, T. Yeah. On Instagram, yeah, yeah, he's on there. 100%. Look, I know that we don't know him, so we're all trying to be Yoshinobu. Yeah, that's his name. I know we're all trying to be careful because we don't know him. I'm just calling it like it is. I think he's an attention whore. Let's just call it out. Like, what, why do we have to dance around this? What do we think has been more boring? Yamamoto's free agency tour or watching the Jets offense? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. That's a great question. I um, am bored by both, so I'm curious with you guys. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jet offense because I, I knew where the Jet offense was landing, which was nowhere. In Yamamoto's case, there is drama on where he ends up. Like, I'm very curious on where he ends I, up. Right, Man, sound, he, be, he better be great. I was going to say, the sound of music had drama, but it was still boring. You know what's funny about this guy? So Seriously, let's say he better be great. To follow up that point, Mets or Yankees, take your pick. I don't want to offend anybody right now who's so sensitive. Oh, my team's going to get him. Dude, I have no idea. I just know it's not going to be my team. So you get Yamamoto, and you give him $400 million after he just reeked and asked for attention for the last few weeks. In the Mets case, let's play the Met game. 
You know why I would play the Met game? Because okay. the Mets need him more, right? Okay. So the Mets signed this guy, $400 million, big press conference. Everybody's excited. Salicata loses it on the air. King Cohen, he gets naked out of You're joy. Right. All this goes down. King Cohen! And now the Mets <laughs> hand him the baseball for opening day. Because Kodai Sanga even says, hey, respect. Opening day starter. <laughs> And now here's a guy making $400 million a year. We've never seen him pitch. He walks on the mound at opening day at City Field, fanfare, standing ovation. And I'm telling you, he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> like, this is Tommy Glavin on steroids for his Met debut, which occurred in 30-degree weather against the Cubs in 2003, right? Same thing happens. He goes out there, and he gets, I'm t- like, seven runs in an inning and a third. He walks four guys. He's a little nervous. And a little nervous, and it's cold outside. It's March. What do Met fans do when he walks off the mound? Uh, booing. Loudly? Yes, very. Dude, this guy. If they what, don't, then something's wrong with them. This guy's going to become the man with the most pressure that anyone has ever had coming to this town. Like, more so than Carlos Beltran. More so than anybody. Because here's the difference between A-Rod and Beltron and Giambi and every other star that's come here under a big contract. CC had a lot, too. CC too. Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole, all of them. You know what the difference is? What's that? We knew those guys were good because we watched them play. Yeah. We're literally handing $400 million. Which is what I don't understand. This is why I don't understand the, I don't know, the, the hype and the... The belief and the money and all this stuff around this kid. He's 25 years old. The ball is bigger, as we all know. So it's going to take some adjustment. You might be on a six-man rotation Mm -hmm. because of it. And if he comes to the Mets, who knows what what that's going to look like. Even more of a reason to boo. You have six days till you see him again. Right. So so (laughs) I'm trying to find, like, his size, like how big he actually is. He doesn't look big. He's 5'10". Exactly. He's He's a tiny guy. He's a small pitcher. Yeah, yeah. So is Pedro. Okay, but that was Pedro, bro. <laughs> so, this is, it, to me, this this doesn't compute, right? For some reason, there's a doubt in my head. And people will say, oh, Tiki, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know baseball. You're a football player. But I know athletes, right? And I know when I see an athlete that's impressive and I see him and I'm like, dude, that guy, Sean, has a big ass. I, I, I want that guy. He doesn't feel like that to me. <laughs> I take that he doesn't feel like that to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, his stuff is nasty. I mean, of course I'm going to admit is. that. Of course it is. But he's pitching in Japan. No, no. He's I, not pitching in major leagues. By the way, everything you said I totally get. I would still give him what he wants. Like, I want to make that clear. Yeah, yes, I would. Because the risk is worth it. There are so few good, young, reliable starters. Right. Guys who are 25 not to get. I'm not contradicting, contradicting myself when I say he's going to have an amount of pressure we've never seen before. Because we've never seen him. Yeah. Like. Literally, when Carlos Beltran or CC, you name the guy, came over and they get off to a tough start, we can rest our laurels on. I know he's good. Yes, I've seen it before. I've he won a Cy it. Young. Right. right. We don't have that with him. So I don't know if who's going to get him. Again, I'm not confident in my team, but let's say it is my team. How quickly is the Med fan going to turn on him? I'm, I'm to, being fair at asking the question because I asked the same thing about Soto with the Yankees. How, like, how many great five. Ten pitchers have there been? I mean, Gidry was 5'11". Roy Oswalt was kind of tiny. Pedro Martinez. Pedro, you mentioned. That doesn't mean he can't be good, though. I I understand that. But it's like me with the small quarterback. Yeah. Right? It's just, I don't don't love them. I understand. I'm not saying they can't be successful. I guess Drew Brees was supremely successful. successful. Right. Russell Wilson has had success in his career. There, There have been guys that are small, but they're few. And this kid played... 
in Japan. Yeah. If there's an adjustment that we know about. Yes. Yet we're all over here slobbering. Two two it's, good ones in New York. Whitey <laughs> Ford and Ron Gidry. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Long time di- ago, different though, era, though. Yeah. Different, we're different slobbering era. over him because yes. of the options. Keep that in mind. Yeah. We are slobbering well, over him Evan, because there are so few aces in Major League and Baseball. And that's exactly what it feels like. This feels like a a hype tour because there's nothing else. Because there's no other great option. And so it, the best of whatever the rest is, I guess. And he might be better than that in a, in a sense. But it feels like a lot of hype. Behind, behind something that you don't really know yet. Is that your sign of saying that he's signing with the Dodgers? No, no, he's trying to pull us off the air. This is like when they win for Best Art Direction and Academy Award. It's like, yeah, 30-second speech and get the hell out of there. Well, we got a Lou Gower coming up here. We got to play some spots. Oh, yeah, we got an NFL pick, too. We, we were dangerously close to having to make the pick now. <laughs> you want to just do it now? Is Best cinematography. We also got to break down Lakers' Knicks tonight. I'm very excited. They're raising, a, they're raising a banner tonight. Yeah. How many points do you think this? the Lakers are scoring? What was that? How many points do you think the Lakers score? 134. Well, I got to see if LeBron and AD play. They're listed as questionable. I don't know if it matters. Knicks played zero. Defense. Look at you so <laughs> down on the Knicks. They got to play on the banner. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.